You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. Happy Monday. Welcome to WLWT News 5, today's daily dose, where we walk you through some of the main headlines for the day, get you ready to walk out the door, talk, hang out, nothing too serious. Kelly Riffin, Colin Mayfield, we got Fletcher back. That's right. He bailed on us at the end of last week, that's right. but he's back in the mix. Bailed, a.k.a. moving, moving. to Florida, but that's all right. We're, we're getting settled. Department's a mess, but that's all right. We'll get everything unpacked in due, is, in due course. Moving is the worst. Yes, I think everyone can agree on that. <laughs> uh, we want to start today because we've talked about the high gas prices. I'm sure you guys noticed that with a moving mm -hmm. truck, um, but at some point we have to go kind of beyond that conversation. We're talking about the car search. You can speak more personally about this, mm -hmm. but finding a car, a lot of people are switching out from their bigger cars looking for smaller cars but for months now if you have driven past a used car lot a new car lot you don't see any inventory and it's kind of weird to, maybe you don't notice it at first but then you start to look around and it's dwindling and you're not crazy so Walt Sweeney Ford telling um, WWT Meredith Stutz that before the pandemic they used to have about 150 new cars in the lot six months ago there were 40 as of Friday they had 17 yeah, and that's, I mean, like you had said, you're seeing that at a lot of other used car lots. I mean, in, in our experience, we were looking for a specific car, uh, and it got sold right from under us. Um, but, I mean, some lots are using, uh, you know, for instance, Riverside, or not Riverside, Lexus, but the Lexus dealership in Covington, specifically, they are looking for and waiting for uh, Lexus vehicles to arrive, and they're just jammed up with the supply chain, um, but they're still waiting for a lot of those vehicles to get here. So they're selling other vehicles, in the meantime, um, other luxury rides, um, American made, anything they can get their hands on. Um, that's a lot of different lots kind of shore up some of the um, backstock that they don't have right now to get some prices and some cars moving. So it's, it's a situation that is going to continue. I think tomorrow we're going to uh, further this conversation talking about peer to peer buying, which in some in some respects you get more of a price in, in that way. Right. But you want that money to get to you and you want it safely. Right, now I was just about to say, not only are there fewer cars, but those cars that are there are getting more expensive. So maybe right. uh, maybe peer-to-peer -peer might be exactly. a way to find a bit of a better deal right now, not right. only a wider selection, but maybe at a better price point for you. But that's intimidating. You're exchanging right. thousands of dollars potentially with someone and you're like, all right, I wanna make sure I get this safely. So again, we're gonna talk about that tomorrow, but um, this is really changing the car buying process. So you're gonna have to be prepared to pay more right now. I think everybody is kind of uh, expecting that. One way that they said you could save money is to order a car online. If you're not in that crucial, like, hey, I need it now, a lot of people are, unfortunately. Uh, but if you want it, you can order it. You have to wait months, but you might be able to save money that way. And then used cars, uh, you know, a lot of the conversation is, hey, we'll give you a lot of money for your used car, but then you have to find a replacement right. car, um, which is not an easy task. So yeah. kind of perpetuates the cycle. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's really it is, though. It's changing the car buying process. I think for, you know, you used to go in and go, oh, I'm going to walk away and they're going to call me and offer me a better deal. And now, like you said, yeah. you walk away, that car's gone. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, which leads us to our next exciting point, mm -hmm. getting off gas prices and uh, cars, March Madness. Yeah, Finally different here. kind of madness. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> kind of madness. Totally different madness. Very good segue. Sunday, we had the bracket. Obviously, we have brackets kind of set. We've got play-in games starting uh, tomorrow. Um, but unfortunately, none of the area teams, it looks like the big teams, 
in our area not going to be on there, especially yep. Xavier, the Muskies. Yep. No Xavier, no Cincinnati, no Northern Kentucky, who is arguably the closest as they actually played for the conference championship. Yeah, Horizon right. League. Um, how about Xavier not making it? They won 11 of their first 13 games this season, only to lose uh, only to lose uh, six Last. of their final eight, including a five-game losing streak, getting yeah. bounced in the first round. Doesn't look good. Disappointing year for them. Yeah. They are the two seed in their okay. side of the bracket in the NIT. will host Cleveland State, but of course, a bit of a consolation. Everyone yeah. wants to go to the big dance. Let's yeah, call it that. the NIT is not quite as exciting. That's right. That's um, right. And th that Jesuit school, uh, you know, I I can talk personally. Marquette has not been in this position for a while. They did make the dance this year. Mm -hmm. They're uh, a nine seed playing the eight seed North Carolina this year, so it won't be uh, easy for be them. Easy, no. But the last couple of years, we have not even made the NIT or uh, the NCAA tournament, so I can understand. Right. Uh, Jesuit fans, uh, if, of course, uh, fans of college basketball, it's kind of understandable, so that's where we're at. But there's not, there's not nothing to pull for if you're looking right. for right. a local connection. We've got Kentucky, a two-seed, Ohio yes. State, uh, a pretty high-seed, Wright State, the Cinderella story, knocking out NKU, um, another localish, and then if you're just looking for another Kentucky connection, Murray State, yeah. uh, getting an at-large bid as well. So uh, a lot a, to look forward to in terms of area teams. I have a feeling a lot of the like UC fans maybe aren't going to necessarily jump to Ohio State, but they might mm -hmm. go for a Wright State. Right. They might be like, mm, Ohio State's <laughs> not my scene, but I'll jump on board with Wright, Wright State going for that underdog. Okay. We need, we need to talk about the Reds. Um, mm -hmm. I just wrote, like, what? Is this your soapbox? It's not my soapbox. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, it's not my soapbox to get on, but I did ask people on social media because I was curious to see how people felt. Um, someone said uh, the NFL season is starting soon. <laughs> I mean, people were just not thinking about it. Uh, Sean Farrell saying another year of rebuilding. Another person saying death taxes and the Cincinnati Reds rebuilding. Um, just some of the things that you can rely on. But, you know, the lockout had everyone so bummed. We were excited whenever they moved forward. And then they're trading away Sunny Gray. Uh, we're not really getting a whole lot as far as tangible moving in the right direction mm -hmm. this weekend. So. Yeah, and it, it, what a bummer it is, too, because if you're a Reds fan, you might have been tuned out with the lockout. You were just waiting for the news that baseball was going to come. Right. Baseball's here, and then you're tuning back in, and then one of the aces, yeah. if not the ace of the staff, gets traded away. Uh, yeah, Sunny Gray, his tenure uh, in Cincinnati, ending after three years, finishes with a 23-20 and 20 overall record. Um, getting back, you're talking about not really uh, progress moving forward, not immediate production as the return is a uh, is, his name is Chase Petty he was the twins first round pick last year okay the draft only pitched five professional innings so still a work in progress okay. um, but the cupboard isn't essentially bare still have Luis Castillo who has also been uh, rumored yeah. to have been traded uh, Tyler Maley and Hunter Green in the rotation so not a bare cupboard certainly Green, not we as, haven't seen either yeah. yet play in the majors yeah certainly not uh, not something as stout as you would imagine it to be with Sonny Gray yeah. and of course the offense taking hit with Nate Castellanos but I could I could see and I could see a scenario where it's kind of like last year where the Reds are in it end of July maybe beginning of August just because the NL Central is not going to be that strong yeah. again I don't think well and that's the thing I was alluding to Hunter Green I, you know the Reds put up big money for him mm -hmm. he was supposed to be or and is um, a really good pitcher so we'll have to see where that led leads uh, the Reds this year I think a lot of folks are just going to be willing and ready to get back into Great American Ballpark. Yeah, so, but yes and no, and that's what stinks. I think that's what like the lockout like talked about as well. People mm -hmm. were saying you're losing fans, Major League Baseball. You're not paying attention to what people want. And the Reds were pretty solid through most of last season. Mm -hmm. I went to a game on a Friday night, and it, there wasn't there weren't people in the stands, and you're yeah. kind of going, 
well, you know, what was the difference, especially because so many people had personal love for so many of those players right. that now are no longer going to be wearing the Reds uniform. But, um, yeah, it's I think it's a bummer and, when you're and, starting to see it. But hopefully there's a vision. And I think the Reds are an interesting case study because in a town like Cincinnati, you think it would be hard to lose baseball fans regardless of lockout or whatever. Yeah. But if it feels like they're not purposely trying to put together a competitive team for a couple of years, Will they come? If they build it, are they going to come? Yeah. Time yeah. will tell. Very, yeah, yeah. very interesting stuff. All right, so spring break travel. Maybe you're headed somewhere. Uh, be mindful because this week we know that the airport, this is their one of two busiest weeks that they see uh, during the spring break season. Mm. And Friday was wild. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty wild. There were a lot of folks. We were there. Um, uh, Friday is supposed to be the busiest day. And there's a lot of folks kind of fluctuating with spring break mm -hmm. travel. And that's kind of the point that we're in. Yeah, luckily, I when I headed out of town <laughs> to start my move, I left Wednesday. So it wasn't okay. too bad. Um, but yeah, spring break, it's it's kind of weird. I grew up in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. We had spring break about two weeks later than this. So really? this seems very, very early. Yeah, it was always the first week of April. I think people are ready to get out of here with that's the cold right. weather. But yeah, if you're heading to CVG, plan to get there early. That travel that uh, we're so used to with CVG being like, oh, I can show up and breeze through security. The line was out the door on Friday. I believe it was pretty busy again this morning. Expect it this week. I think they said their next busiest week is the second week in April. So maybe that kind of lies in more of a, falls in line with more of what you guys are used to with spring break. But I think, Colin, you mentioned it last week. There's more of a rolling spring break, it feels like, this year, as far as not everyone's as aligned as they normally are. Yeah, and I think just with COVID-19 guidelines and the pandemic, I think a lot of people are taking off when they can and not yeah. really checking um, with other universities. I, I know a string of universities on the East Coast kind of going the same way, and it seems like depending on where, what region you're, you're settling in um, depends on where you're going and, and what time. But uh, I know Florida was being prepared um, uh, <laughs> for a lot of people to come down there, and that's kind of the yeah, usual spring thing. Spring break's about a two-month two -month venture down in Florida. It's so ridiculous. Like that, yeah, so. that's when all the locals are like, all right, bye, we'll see you guys again that's in a right. couple of months. And they're, but trying, and they're trying to get back to where they, where they were. We've got, we got to remember, two years ago, we had the last, or last week would have been the, the last uh, normal time period yeah. two years ago. So I think they're, they're dreaming of that time of, of what was and uh, what they hope to be uh, this year. So hopefully a lot of folks will come back, um, you know, understandably not as wild as what they've seen. So. Hopefully not. All right, we're going to check in here with Katie Donovan in just a minute about our forecast. But if you're not going anywhere for spring break, guess what? That's okay. You're going to enjoy what we have to offer here in Cincinnati. This week we've got St. Patrick's Day my favorite holiday, on Thursday, and it's going to be close to the 70s. She'll be able to break that down for you much better than I will, but um, the weather's going to be beautiful, and I think we're finally starting to trend in the direction where we are going to see it more consistently be nice. You and my husband sounded exactly the same. You were like, well, I don't know. We might still, and I was like, stop. Stop talking about snow. Maybe we can just, like, will it out of existence. I mean, it's always a possibility uh, right. that, that we could have it, um, especially with you know, other years trending with getting snow possibly in April. I mean, it's not out of the, it's not out of the question. No. You You're know? from Wisconsin too, so yeah, you know. Yeah, Wisconsin, <laughs> we get it until May. So, um, but yeah, the forecast this, this week, I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday, I can't remember when and where exactly, but they were like, I'm just so ready for Thursday. They already knew it was going to be in the 70s on Thursday for St. Patrick's Day. So I think they're looking to get outside. It didn't stop anybody this weekend no. from a St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, but as I said, Katie Donovan getting ready to take things over as we check out the forecast for what will be today and the rest of the week. I think spring kind of settling in.
Yeah, it absolutely is. We're going to be looking ahead to some really nice weather here. We've got a lot of sunshine uh, to look forward to. Right now, we're looking at those clear skies here across our City Cam 5. We've got a beautiful sunrise in South Dearborn, too. Check that out. Just beautiful start to the day. It's going to be a picture of what we see for the rest of this afternoon. Mainly sunny skies are expected. Temperatures are going to get, be getting into the 60s. Think around 64 that high today. We'll be breezy. Looking at some gusts around 20 miles per hour as well. 70 forecast here brings the warmth. We've got High 60s to near 70 on Wednesday, 73 for St. Patty's Day. WT News 5 today. We'll be back again tomorrow, but have a great Monday.